Hey, it's Beth here, episode 433. <clears throat> I gotta warn you, I saw Mafia Mama and my movie theater and other movie theaters were saying it was a girl's night out. It is. Don't go on a first date seeing this movie. Don't go with your husband because it's hilarious. But it's hilarious in a way that they will never understand. She plays this perfect goody-two-shoes creature, which is um, basically her real personality. And the character who plays her husband is this musician. He's immature and he has an affair, which actually just happened in Tony Collette's real life. So she really wanted to play this role. And she really does write thank you notes for everything. And anyway, she's the granddaughter of this mafia family. They, she goes, she finds her husband with another woman. That's the catalyst. She goes to Italy to take over. Well, she thinks she's just going to her grandfather's funeral, but really she's there to take over the whole business. Monica Budicelli or whatever her name is, is the perfect, perfect person in this movie. The two of them together are hilarious. And Tony plays this role up so amazingly. The women in the theater, when I went, were laughing their heads off at this horrible, horrible scene where she's, she's, they're trying to kill her, the opposing family. Once it's, um, it's, I'm not going to spoil it, anything that really I have to spoil a little bit so you don't get in trouble. So the first one is the poisoning. Okay, that's fine. The second one is this assassin and this woman bakes muffins for people. She so lovely. Every woman in the audience loved her and everything's going wrong and she's trying to fix everything with her love and kindness. And so this assassin is trying to kill her. But first he wants to like have his way with her. She goes crazy and she goes after him and it's the worst scene you've ever seen. It's so bloody. She's She had little practice with her girlfriend in um, some kind of defensive class in her hometown and she used all of those skills and she became famous for, this is why I have to warn you, for um, like all the dons and all the mafia people in Italy were on their knees with with respect for her because she there's a piece of the bad guy's scrotum in his eyeball, which is on the ground and in the socket. And she doesn't even know how she did it. She, it's, it's not funny to men. It is not funny. And it's really not funny. Like everybody was kind of embarrassed that they were laughing. It's the absurd. But it's girl absurd humor and men don't like it. They don't like it. Catherine Bigelow does a beautiful job showing us Italy. We go to the, the scenes in this town called Castiglia di Forno or something in Pietra. But anyway, I can't pronounce it. It's C-A-S-T-E-L-L-O di Forma. Forna. Okay, it's beautiful. Tiny little alleyways, everything's gorgeous. She dresses her up. She recreates the Godfather lighting. She does a tremendous job of this movie. She was the director who did the first Twilight and she kind of got panned. She's brilliant, brilliant at creating worlds. Like in Twilight, the high school, in Italy, Italy. And Tony gets dressed up in one scene because she doesn't really like to overdo it. And she looks amazing. This is the funniest movie you'll never be able to explain to your sons or to your husband. So don't try. Just watch it by yourself or go to the movie theater with a girlfriend. 
and I'm telling you, we were in hysterics. And there were three men that I, and they were staring at their girlfriends like they'd never seen them before. I mean, those girls have a lot of explaining to do after this movie. Just don't, don't think it's a Saturday night Netflix movie for you and your husband. It is not. Absolutely not. Don't even try it. But you have to see this movie. And Tony gives it everything she's got. And her marriage was a 20-year marriage. They have two children. And he's years younger than she is. A musician, just like the guy in this movie. And he does something irresponsible before they even announce that they're getting a separation. He's seen in pictures, making out with girls and beaches all over the place. So he is pretty immature. I think she loved doing this movie. I read about it. It looks like everyone on the set had a good time. The reviewers, most of them are men, and they're trying so hard to become. But I think they think that scene, you know, I guess, I don't know. It's, I'm a, you know, I laughed. I was with amongst friends, mostly girls, except for those three guys. But it did feel, it did feel bad. La I did feel bad laughing, but all her rage just comes out and he's trying to kill her. It's not like he's a good guy. And he's trying to hurt her really badly. But that the fact that all of her stupid little things she learned in her little Pilates class <laughs> work was unbelievably. We were laughing, embarrassed laughing, which is almost the best. And I haven't done it since middle school. So quite a time. That was quite a movie. Redfield, Renfield, which I wanted to see because the boy in this movie was the little boy and about a boy with Hugh Grant. And I swear, this kid, his name is Nicholas Holt, could be the next Hugh Grant. He's that clever, he's that charming, and he's that handsome in a not overwhelming way. He, he's, he's wonderful in this movie. Nicholas Cage is in this movie. So the boy plays a role of, he's going to codependent, um, classes. His name is Nicholas too. Okay. So he's going to, um, he's going, I said Nicholas Cage, I didn't mean to. Okay. Hugh Grant. Okay. He could be the next Hugh Grant. All right. So Nicholas Cage, there's two Nicholases in this movie. It's true. And I'm just going to call the kid Halt. Okay. So he, Halt is in codependent classes because he's trying to get out of this <laughs> really toxic relationship. And he's in this class with people who are in toxic relationships, but he is in a toxic, tox, toxic relationship with a vampire named Nicolas Cage who actually filed down his teeth for this role. Okay, it gets all confusing when they introduce this um, Asian policewoman whose sister's in the FBI and they're going after somebody because of their father. It gets messed up. We don't need it. It's, it's weak tea. They spoiled the premise of these two guys. It should have been their relationship and how he gets out of it, the Hulk guy, because Nicolas Cage is wasted in this movie and he filed down his teeth to play against this Hulk guy. It was a perfect foil for him. They're both bright. They're both engaging and charming and it should have been all about that. And instead we go off on this other little tangent. So I don't know why they, I don't know what, why they had to introduce all that. It wasn't important. And Nicholas is just sitting there all day long in his trailer and not being used in the most it could have been fantastic. It just could have been. And they kept dropping balls like the Halt guy 
has a daughter and a wife somewhere. We don't get into that. There's a girl in the codependent class that always gets cut off by Holt, and we don't get her to, 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 to like try to throttle him because she's all pent up every single time she finally opens her mouth. He cuts her off. They don't finish that. They, you know, when I was screenwriting, my agent said, listen, if you open up a can of beans, you have to eat it. So there were these bean cans that nobody was eating and Nicholas Cage sitting on the sidelines when he, it, and I don't mean more violence. I mean, the wittiness, the outfoxing each other, the way Nicholas Cage could keep him under his spell. That would have been hilarious for codependents. We're all codependent. Everybody can relate to that. I, I just feel sorry for Nicolas Cage and his sharp, sharpened teeth for no reason. He brought himself magically into this role and he's sitting on the sidelines, on the bench, chewing bubblegum with, with sharp teeth. Complete waste, complete waste. I mean, see it if you want to. Um, there's no, there's no ending. There's, there's nothing wonderful that happens. There's, it's, it's just such a complete waste of time. It's like King Kong. It's like you're in a movie with King Kong and all you can talk about is Faye Ray and her little girlfriend and where they're getting their nails done. King Kong is in this movie and you're not doing anything with him. So that was a waste. I can't believe it. I don't even know how much money they had to give him to file down his teeth. But it's just messed up. So the first one, hilarity ensues. But do not be with your husband, boyfriend, or son, or any, or, or daughter. Maybe you shouldn't even go with your daughter. She doesn't need to know, she doesn't need to know this about you. Just go with your very dearest friend or go alone. You'll be in a movie packed with women who are by themselves because you can't, you can't let the side out of you. You can't let anybody see it. But when the dam breaks and you start laughing at what you're looking at, you're just, you're just losing it. It's like, it's, it's so wrong. It's so wrong. It's like laughing in church. It is so wrong. And you feel so bad about it and you can't stop. And she does a tremendous job of it. Oh my God, Tony Collette is great in this movie. So I suggest that one, but I had to give you a, you know, beware, buyer beware, you know, uh, you know, danger, danger, go by yourself. So that's all I've got. And I'm telling you, I laughed. I haven't laughed in the movie theater like that since maybe Blazing Saddles, Madeline Kahn. I can't even remember seeing a woman, the deep, dark secrets of our souls portrayed like that. Just, just the rage of it all. The unfairness that your, that your muffins aren't making people happy just was fantastic. And your love can't change, you know, mafia people's minds about the way the world works. Oh, she's fantastic. So anyway, give it a chance. And I, I didn't like the ending. I didn't like that she, it was kind of short shrift with her son at the end. So I can't say it was perfect. I wish they hadn't done that because the kid's confused. <laughs> you can see it. And she's not dealing with it. So I don't like that she, it sort of is that she changed and became kind of cold. I wanted her to stay as nice as all that and definitely stay with her son for as long as it took to explain how she could go from, um, you know, uh, homeroom, homeroom mom 
two mafia, you know, Donnas or whatever we call a Donna, whatever they call a woman who runs the mafia. The kid, it would have been, actually it would have been hysterical if they just left that for a part two. And it could have been all about how she tries to explain this to her son. He goes away to college for two minutes and this is what happens. This is worse than, you know, people changing the room into a guest room and, and stopping wearing clothes. This is like, that kid needed six months of therapy with his mom to deal with this phenomenal change. So that would have been a really funny sequel. Anyway, besides that little tiny mistake, and it was sad, because I just didn't like her in that moment, and I liked her the whole movie. Her cupcakes looked fantastic. So anyway, just a little slip up there at the end. Just had to tell you about it. Anyway, I'll be back. I can't believe I laughed. I really, really needed to. So I'll be back. Thanks. Bye-bye.